You can be talking when we start. You know, I don't care. Okay. And you don't hear the sound anymore, right? Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, we are live. So, you know, before we start, I got to do my, my theme song because that's what we got to do, y'all. Right? Y'all ready? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> y'all know y'all should know the song by now. <laughs> <laughs> y'all killing me, y'all. Oh, well, you wanna say here we go? You want you want us to sing yeah, it too? <laughs> sing it with me, sing it with me. Uh, you didn't start saying nothing. You were just like doo, doo, doo. Oh my goodness. All right, everyone. Hello and welcome to Meal Spouse Conversations where we have real raw, real topics and real conversations. I remembered this time because last time I was like, wait, what? What is our tagline? <laughs> all the way real, all the way live up in here. I am Sybil your host and today we have some very special guests as you guys can look you see some some youngsters or you know you might say as as my daughter titled it brats with that z up in there come on say it with me Ooh, brats <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to be talking about growing up as a military child. But before we get into that conversation, I want to introduce you to our conversation starters who are here with us today. So we have Miss Anna. Give it up. We also have Miss Nashida. Hey, y'all. And... Um, Couple of I, we got to give it up to Julie. Julie is in the comments for us. She is she's she's handling that back end today. So give it up to Miss Julie. And I want to say a special thank you to um, our marketing director, Miss Miss um, Becca. She is not with us this evening, but um, think it about you, girl. Think about you. Think about you. Hope you're getting some rest. Hope you're getting some rest. But anywho, let's go ahead because y'all know I like be rogue, y'all be rogue. I am going to turn it over today to our junior conversation starter, Miss Jasmine Jones. She is a staff, she is on staff here at uh, Mill Spouse Conversations. And I thank you so very much for stepping up to the plate and leading this conversation for the month of the military child because April is the month of the military child. So I'm going to turn it over to you. You can do your intro and get. This the military well, hey y'all, as y'all know, I'm Jasmine, I'm her daughter, the junior conversationalist as well. Um, well, today we're going to be talking about just growing up as a as a child in the military. And, and my, well, I've been a child, military child since I was born. I was born into this. I don't know, has, has, ever, has everybody here been born into it? I don't know. I, I know. Have I been, I've been a child. But I was this. I don't know because most of the time we just talk about an active duty person or their spouse, and we kind of get ignored except for the babies. But 
anyways, I'd like to hand it off to everybody, with the children joining us today. <laughs> introduce themselves. Yes, introduce yourselves. Veronica is ready to introduce herself. Hi, <laughs> I'm Veronica. Hi, Veronica. And she hey, has Veronica. been a military child as long as she's been alive. And then my dearest friend, Erin, she joined us. I'm Erin. Um, I was born into being a military child. Um, I'm a high school junior and I also go to, well, I'm, yeah, I'm a high school junior. <laughs> no information. Remember, this is on a public forum. You can share as much or as little as you like, but I do tell my minors to be a little mindful of, of what you do share, so. And then here we have Dominic. Hello. He is in junior high. Um, I'm gonna just kick it off by asking y'all how many moves have y'all done? Just a big. How many moves have you done? Um, um, four or five. Eight. Eight moves. So I was born in Colorado. Do you want to know my journey? Go ahead. Yes, you want to know the journey. <laughs> I was born in Colorado Springs. Um, moved to Texas, Texas to Rhode Island, Rhode Island to Florida, Florida to Virginia, Virginia to California, and then now back to Virginia. Wow. You've been everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, mm -hmm. I, I was born in Georgia and then moved, well, I was born in Kings Bay, Georgia, and moved to Athens, and then moved to D.C. or Maryland, and then moved from Maryland to Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania to Japan. Japan to back to Maryland, Maryland to Hawaii, Hawaii to Virginia, and then soon from Virginia to San Diego for my, my last year. So it's getting it's getting hard, but that's leads to the follow-up question of when has it ever been hard? Like when was the point where it was like, dang again? We gotta go again? Or if there was a point. Was it ever hard for you to move? No. Yeah, once. When? This time around it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This current move, my kids found it hard. And why did you find it hard? Because, because of, we miss our friends. They missed their friends in the last place. They made some good friends and had a good setup there. And you guys moved during COVID. We did, yeah. What was that yep. like? And then got COVID. <laughs> And now we're getting the vaccination, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think my hardest move was from second grade, which, okay, sorry, context, which when I was in Virginia, I was in second grade, and then I moved to California, which is like across the nation. And <laughs> And then um, I had started to really build some strong bonds, some friendships. I was happy where I, where I was, was doing well in school, and then got rerouted across the nation. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think 
No, my hardest move was fifth grade, moving from Japan to Maryland. And I cried like a baby. Like I said in the last one, I cried like a baby in the middle of cheddars and couldn't eat my hamburger because I wanted to see my friends again. But I think it's just as you, I think as you get older, it's just so, it gets harder and harder every time because it's like you're disrupting your life, everything. To, to meet new friends, is that the hardest part, to make new friends? Yes, the friendships, because everybody, or it depends on where you move, I think. Because if you live in a place where everybody is military, it's kind of like, everybody moves, so. And then some people just, everybody's already been together since they were born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just gets hard. I'm, I'm curious the, the pain level of leaving the good friends that you you do make the really good friends. How how hard is that, and how do you cope with that? Cry. Cry. <laughs> you show your you let your emotions out. Yeah. Sometimes you have to just release. Yeah. I can tell you, mine are not too chatty tonight, but mine keep in touch with their friends through. Um, gaming they'll they'll play um different games with them like minecraft and phone calls like you know they'll have, do a lot of phone calls um but really the you know the xbox and facetime, FaceTime um which covid prepped them for because during covid they were already facetime play dates you know um literally playing with their friends over facetime and, and so now they do that and they they really seem to enjoy it and it's it's really heartwarming to see you know i'll see my son talking to somebody from washington state and then somebody from virginia um and so it's it's awesome to see that yeah Aaron, you want to say something um i think kind of like the hardest part about moving is when you move into those like area so where we where I live now in Virginia um it's the specific area we're in it's like everyone grew up together so you have these people who parents been friends parents parents have been friends like like legacy of like best friends and then you come into the situation and you're kind of outcasted because people don't know where to put you because you don't fit into a already made category. Mm -hmm. So it's really challenging, especially during um, middle school, I think is the hardest years. Cause like, that's when kids are mean. The kids are so mean during middle school. <laughs> and when you already don't have a place to fit in, it's kind of gets into where, where do I belong in the world? Why do I have to move here? Why couldn't I stay where, wherever I was, blah, blah, blah. But I think I kind of got used to moving. I actually enjoy moving. I like, I learned how to cope with it. So I find a lot of like joy in moving. But recently my friend is now moving and I've never had to cope with someone leaving me because typically I always leave. So that's a new challenge. Oh, we How did you cope with the, what were your coping mechanisms? Like what, what, tools did you use to cope so I'm when you were moving so I'm very extroverted so I don't have a like a real struggle or like problem making friends and like being friendly I think my brother he was a he's a little bit more introverted 
he struggles more with moves, but like I find a lot of joy and like changing up my surroundings and going and exploring new places. And I, I just kind of like live on the sunny side of the move rather than like, wow, I'm not going to be able to be around my friends. Because especially with COVID, what COVID has taught me is you can live five minutes from someone and not be connected and live two, four, five states away and have a stronger relationship. So I think it's all relative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to that point, point, Aaron, um, I, I'll, I'm going to share this on behalf of Jasmine here. She has a friend that she made in fifth grade. And they have remained friends since. And now that we're back here, they do meet up from time to time. I mean, they're, she's in a, she's close, but not that close. You know, you know who I'm talking about. And uh, she was at my house the other day. I was like, what are, what are you doing? But, you know, it's been really amazing to, you know, they've stayed in contact they FaceTime, they're texting through the time zone differences. You know, I'm like, get off that phone. But then when I hear or see that it's someone that she has met either in Japan or at our um, other duty station in, in Maryland, I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah, go ahead, continue talking because I, I think those bonds are very important. I'll be doing that to you guys too. Yes. If you must get off that phone. <laughs> Yes, because Erin, okay, when Erin was saying she was extroverted, I was like, because she was actually my first friend. Fun story. She was like, we was, me and my sister were in a club and Erin was there. She just walked up to us and was like, hey, I'm Erin. Um, I'm going to sit here. And then she just started talking. And he was like, okay. Da, 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 da. And then we both ended up quitting the club. But that's a different story. <laughs> that's a different story. But we became friends in freshman year. And we actually, and COVID has actually brought us closer because that's when we really like started hanging out. We're like, let's go somewhere. And then it's just, it's just you know, that's my dear friend. You're muted, whatever you're saying. We can't. It's, it's just, it's crazy how life works because like we, we met, it was like early freshman year. It was like August, September. And then we didn't talk until, because we also play softball together. So we didn't talk until February, March. Like, like if we saw each other, we would be like, oh, hey, how are you doing? But we wouldn't like talk. And then it was funny because we were both going through some like toxic friendships outside of that. So then, <laughs> so then um, we started getting closer during softball season. And then it's, we we're like, okay, we're close. But like, you're in that awkward stage of friendship because like, are you like, are we close? Or are we just like, this is my school friend who I can hang out with in school? Because I think that's a great thing about being a military kid. You learn quickly who, <laughs> how to spread information and what information you want to spread. Like at one point my dad was deployed and he was in Honduras. Well, at the lovely world we live in, you don't want to tell everyone, hey, you don't have a male figure in your house. You only have a female figure and a younger sibling. So because it starts to bring in invitations of like danger and crime. So you learn, hey, okay, I can only share this with people who need to know. And do you really need to know? And then that also shows you, oh, well, who are my friends I can depend on during this crazy time? Because that was my first 
well, not my deployment, but <laughs> that was his first deployment. So we're all trying to figure out how are we coping with you not being here for a year? Mm-hmm. But I wanted to a whole tangent. But basically, we just grew closer. That that's all that's all that happened. Mm-hmm. And then y'all had to then y'all's mamas met. And then y'all were like, oh Lord, at the softball field, we would yeah. say, Danger. <laughs> we had a good time, Mom. Had a good time. That's a whole nother story within itself. Well, yeah, so that leads me to the second question of how do y'all keep your your relationship, your friendships or whatever healthy throughout throughout your move or them moving or just the distance in general? You have to learn who your friends are. Like, and I know people make jokes like, oh, that's my friend, that's my friend, but I use the word friend so and such with such heavy weight because of me moving all the time like people who are my friends are the people I can turn to so like I would say it's like oh you have your confidants these are gonna be like there are two to three people that like through thick and thin at two three four in the morning you can call and be like hey come get me and then you have like your friends that you like can socialize with and go do things with yes miss what 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 you said call at two three four in the morning no I'm just saying hey, that's, hey, that's hey, that was an example. What happens? I might be crying at two, three, four in the morning. I watch okay. that movies. Okay, okay. I watch that movies. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Okay. Woo! <laughs> Bad example. But you, <laughs> these are the people that you share all your secrets with. Then you have your friends that you can socialize with. Then you have the people you just see every day. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, based off of where you have aligned yourself in my life, I dedicate that amount of energy. I don't dedicate a whole lot of energy to people who come in and out of my life because it's not worth it. So I put that energy towards my good friendships. So even if we are states away, like my other best friend's in Pennsylvania right now, and I talk to her regularly. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like where you want to put your energy. I like that. Cause I really only, I have, I can count on my hands. Yeah. How many like friend friends I have. And then on one hand, how many people I would just tell everything to. Cause I can't, you can't tell everybody everything. You, you learn that one real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to keep something secret. You have to filter. You learn a filter really fast. Cause people like to talk. And then they tell their, and then. I know people's business that live in like Japan and like, so you have to watch. <laughs> and it's like, it says for the military is really such a close knit community. Everybody knows everybody. So mm-hmm. you could call somebody that lives in like um, California and they will know somebody that lives in Florida and like, nah, you don't want to hang out with them. And so you, <laughs> like it's stuff like that. It's just, you gotta keep, you know, watch who you, who you, what you say, who you say it to, things like that. So how do you, how do you guys handle, um, how many have you, you said that you've been through how many deployments, Aaron? because. One. One. I'll never do that again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, cause I have a question for like any advice to give to another Mill child going through. 
I think the best thing you can do during a deployment is go to therapy. And this is why I say that because there's a lot of different feelings. And even, so I was four, fifth, 14 to 15 when my dad deployed. And even though I've developed a lot of communication skills, I'm like very literate, I can tell you how I feel. It's really hard to recognize how you feel. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to be like, hey, this is how I feel. Let me tell it to someone who's completely neutral, mm-hmm. who can, who has no background in, oh, well, I feel like this. And well, you did that and you didn't wash the dishes this morning. And how are you contributing to the team? <laughs> but <laughs> but like I think th- family therapy, especially before, during, and after the move, like after the deployment, help a lot because you get to kind of reframe how you're looking at this. Like, because then you get, you start to get accustomed to that person being gone. Mm-hmm. And then how, then it's like, oh, well now I have to kind of like refit back into my life. But like, it feels like the family kept going and you were kind of on pause and then now you want to get play and you want to just sing back. And that's just, that's just not how it works. Because now we have a system now. Okay, now I know that I have to get ready for practice. My brother has to be ready for practice because my mom is leaving the meeting and she's she's coming now. We got to go to the corner because it's a tight turnaround. Mm-hmm. Or and that was my first time getting an Uber because my mom just couldn't get me. So it's like, it's stuff like it makes, it forces kids to grow up. And it's sad, but it's true. Mm. You just gave me some food for thought here. What advice do you have? I guess that, I mean, I don't know. Because when I, when Nettie was born, I was young. You were younger, yeah. So True, you were younger. So if you had to give, so that advice was for the, as a family unit, right? So what would you say to, let me, let me get, let me get comfortable in my seat real quick, because I feel like we're going to be hit. Y'all, y'all ready? Conversation start. Get comfortable in your seat. And everybody watching, all you, all you parents watching right now, get real comfortable in your seat. Because we, we, might, we might get throat punched with this answer. What would you say to the parent on the home front in dealing with what are y'all laughing for? We're like, just waiting. There's a lot of tension. Because, no, because you know what? I think, and the reason that I wanted to, to have military kids on today, one is because it is month of the military child, but with conversations, we have real topics about all aspects of life. And I do feel that oftentimes our, our teenage military kids are overlooked because we do feel that you are older, you are mini adults, and we just continue on with life. So I want you guys to tell us what we can do that, because we don't really know, right? Like we are in that, for, for me, my husband deploys and I'm in the trenches. I'm just, I'm going, I have to keep life movement, you gotta keep the house going. So what would you say to the parent on the home front? What, what, 
what do we need to know? What would you say where we need to stop and pause or whatever? Look, wait a minute, buckle up, buckle up, all you parents, like buckle up because we might, we might be on I think that, okay, the way I explain this is we're all working in our own worlds. Our worlds overlap, but we're all in our own worlds. I'm at school and then I'm coming home. You're at work. You're dealing with this. You're dealing with that. So I think something that like we adopted very quickly was don't come yelling. Like <laughs> when you, when you start, when you start yelling, I'm going to start yelling back. Not to be disrespectful, not to be disrespectful. I know my place, but <laughs> it's kind of just like a, it's that, why are you yelling at me? So during that phase and still now, those first, first 15 to 20 minutes, no one's speaking. <laughs> no one is speaking. There's no papers that need to be signed. The dishes better be done. It's just, let's, cause we've already had time to relax and rewind. And I'm eager to tell you things, but you just had a whole work day and you need that same time to relax and rewind. So I think that's really important. I think that um, we did a lot of like family bonding moments that weren't formal fam family bonding moments. A lot of like us watching movies together, us piling up on the couches and just doing a movie marathon, us making dinner together. Um, my brother really likes to cook, not to clean, but he loves cooking. So <laughs> he would make dinner one night and then I would have to clean. And then I would make dinner and he would clean. And it's just kind of that like, the way my dad explained it when he had to deploy was, we are a team and we are one unit. And for this unit to succeed, everyone has to do their part. Everyone won't always do their part, but when I'm not doing my part, you now have to do two parts. And then when we're both not doing our price, now that one person has to do three parts. So it's not fair. It's not, I hate that word, but it's not equitable. We're not giving everyone a fair chance to succeed. So I think the first thing to do is there's a lot of emotions. That's why I recommend therapy. I think everyone should go to therapy. I think therapy is such a great thing. I've recommended it to everyone. Um, I also think exercise because when you're at home and you're festering, just like with COVID, like when you're at home and you're festering, I like there's sometimes where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go on a walk. I'm just gonna walk. I'm gonna walk a lot. Let my mind come back and try this again because it's not personal, but that's what it feels like, especially when your parents are the ones yelling at you. Because I can be yelled at by anybody, but when my parents yell at me, I feel disappointed. And I would rather, like, I hate feeling like, oh my gosh, now I'm a disappointment. And no kid wants to be like, I'm letting my parents down. So it's just kind of like, let's work on yelling. Let's work on being respectful. Let's work at uh, filling each other's buckets. That's what I have to say. So, so Aaron, Aaron just said to all of us moms or dads on the home front when our spouse is deployed, Pump the brakes on the yelling. Come home, take your 15 minutes, get your life together before you start talking. Do you know, I used to do that. 
when the girls were younger, I would walk in the house and the, there was uh-uh. first five minutes of silence. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. They would come in, they put their stuff away because I needed five minutes of complete silence. Let's get it together. But you said 15. I like that. What would you have to say to, um. for a parent? But, so we so we are going to see duty. We are we are we will be on C duty. Um, and so I'm gonna take notes. Got my pencil. Yeah, we're we're coming up on a deployment here within the next little while, very soon, OPSEC. <laughs> Put your seatbelt on. Look, you get your seatbelt on too. Yeah, seatbelts on. So these kids here have been through many, many, many deployments. I don't even know how many. Um, so I, I, my son said to keep positive thoughts, which surprised me. That was his advice, was to think about the positive things. And she uh, said to do lots of FaceTimes. Yeah, yeah, I have, uh, like, arrange, like, a family um, FaceTime where you can do FaceTime. Yeah, so that was going to be my question, in case I forget to ask, is now that we are coming up on yet another deployment and they're old enough to know what's going on and have their own thoughts and opinions, I'm going to sit us all down and ask the kids what do they want from my spouse that's who's going to be on deployment? What kind of communication do they want so that I'm not the go-between, the in-between, the middleman? Um, they can tell my their dad directly, okay, what do we, what how much do we want to hear from you? And then he can explain how much he can actually communicate with them and and all that and how that's always changing. So um, that's I think a really important conversation for the parent to have, the deploying parent to have with the kids is the yeah. communication expectation. Yeah, that is a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. And now does your son, what grade is he in again? I don't Was that Nishida? What grade is your son in? Uh, seventh. Seventh. And he said to stay positive. Yeah. Which yeah. Did he have any other advice? Or did he want to say anything? Dominic, what was the people? The people want to know what your other advice is because you've been through. He's been through deployments since a baby. I mean, his a first deployment, he was an infant. So thinking about it as you going through a deployment from a baby until now that you're in seventh grade and you have friends and we've moved and all that, uh, you could think of any. It doesn't have to be advice, but any thoughts on it and how it's affected you or how you've developed through it. Cause we've had short deployments and we've had long deployments and we've had a deployment where we actually, deployments where we actually got to go visit him during the deployment, which is highly unusual. So those were really cool. Um, Dom, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Like, he's like, I'm out. He's, he's I'm not out. into this whole live session. He's gonna, um, yeah. but Jasmine, what, what piece of advice would you have for Parent, I don't know what to say. Dealing with you guys on during deployment. Well, okay, this will go but could go about both ways, child and parent. But for y'all to listen and like listen to our feelings and don't try to invalidate it by turning around and be like, well, I pay the bills and I put clothes on your back and I put food on your table and you're telling me you're sad. I'm like, yeah. Like I don't, I don't know what else. And you know, it's like just listen to your kids don't try to 
make them feel like just because you think their problems, to them, their problems are bigger than what y'all think. Because it, I mean, it is to us. It's not like, you know? So we, I just, I think most kids would just ask for y'all to listen, to truly listen, to truly listen. Mm -hmm. And listen to our, our problems and our feelings. That's why I agree. Yeah, that's good advice because, um, you know, I think yeah. we do as the parents forget to listen because we're stressed and, you know, thinking it's more on us than on them. But um, that's definitely not the case. Yeah, I think we just forget to that we were kids, like what it was like. Yeah, we forget how. Like now we have responsibilities, we have this whole other lives that we're living as adults. But when you were a kid, your whole world was about you. And it was about the things that were going on in your life that really nobody was witnessing, right? So you're going to school, you're having a whole life there that nobody sees but you and your friends, right? Then you come home and there's these expectations for you as a person. You might be a totally different person at school just because you don't have the freedom at home to express yourself or to be who you are. So that's like causes a lot of clashing because you can't be free at home. So a lot of times I think as parents, we just forget, we just throw it all out the window. And sometimes we might recreate our childhoods a little bit, you know, like <laughs> we don't acknowledge the things we did that is so that are so similar to what our kids are doing. You know, mm -hmm. we pretend like, oh no, cause I would never do that. but the witnesses that were in your school were like, oh yeah, she did this and she did that. And she was like this and that, <laughs> right? Because you as an adult, I don't know what it is, but to me, it seems like sometimes you recreate your life based on what your parents thought you were doing. I think, you know, my, some, mama, is, my mama's watching right now. I'm sorry, mama. <laughs> That's how it is though, you know, because they tell you so many stories. They're always so willing to tell your life story to people every time you meet somebody. Sometimes you adopt that, even though when you were a kid and they said that stuff, you were like, who are they talking about? Right, you're like, <laughs> you know, and then when we have kids, we just throw all that out the window. Like, we don't remember. It was just a decade ago for some of us. <clears throat> I, I'm a claim a decade ago, but whatever. So it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, it's like, to me, it's just like, that's where I agree about the therapy because, because of the fact that you did live a whole other life that nobody witnessed in your household, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have to reconcile that with how they see you, mm -hmm. right? Unless you have like, a, some people have very open households where the authoritarianism is low. You know, there's a low amount of authority in the house where the kids kind of have more free reign that might be different but most military households are authoritarian by nature just because the military is an authoritarian regime <laughs> like you kind of just live in that environment and then it trickles down into your family mm -hmm. so I think that's where the therapy comes in because there's this non-judgmental person they don't know you they don't know what they think you've done they don't know what you've done they don't know anything about you and they're just applying some principles to the things that you're telling them and giving you some tools to deal with what mm -hmm. you went through or what you're going through so I think that's one thing I would say 
like my kid, he's super private. So he was like, no, I'm not coming on there. But <laughs> um, I think my advice to parents is like what both of them said, like, and what everyone said, it's true. Like stay positive, you know, listen to your kids, like really listen, don't just talk at them and hear them, but listen, like try to see the world through their eyes where the sun kind of rises and falls on their life. So something that seems really minor to you is a big deal to them yes. because it's the only thing that's going on in their world, their right. friends, their school, their time, their activities, right? And we, we're trying to get them to see our point of view, but we just have had way too many experiences for them to understand that. Mm -hmm. And then the, you know, being able to talk to someone, I think that's really important. And just like not being too serious all the time like this is my last thing. I know I've been talking for a minute, but this is my last thing is, um, <laughs> I know you guys were like, oh, you have to be quiet. I cannot be quiet when I come in the house. Like I come in the house, I wanna, I'm ready to do some stuff. I wanna play, I wanna watch TV, I wanna talk. Like, and my son is like that, but my husband's like, he's looking at me like, you really need to sit down somewhere. But I'm like, nah, cause I've been at work all day and I have this stuff to say and I wanna play video games and I wanna run around the house and be <laughs> my son when he was little, he was like, yeah, you know, but now since he's older, he's kind of like, come on, mom. You need to calm down. Bring it down, You at a 10, I'm gonna need you to come down to a two. A yeah. two. We're at a two in the house and you at a 10. But I haven't been out like working a lot, so. I haven't had to worry about that lately. <laughs> I did. I did want to say that so bad. Like I can't not be quiet when I come in the house. <laughs> but anyway, so far I've been talking and talking and thinking. <laughs> oh no, girl, you good? You good? That's what we do here. We talk. We have conversations. That's what we're all about. So I. Oh, go ahead, Jasmine. Look, I, I was about to take over. I forget sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, do close out. To close that question. Does anybody have anything else to say? Any advice, tips, and tricks about? I mean, the kids have anything to say or any, just advice on anything? I think. Um, sorry, lost lost my thought, but I'm gonna go with it. I think that it's really important to have those friendship moments with your parents, like something in my household is I'm not your friend but <laughs> but it's like one of those things where it's like sometimes you need those moments where you are both equally upset about something like there's multiple times where me and my mom sit down and we were just like I just don't know why he has to be gone there was about 30 other people in that office they couldn't pick anybody else anybody and sometimes it's okay to like just both mutually like grieve but I think going back to like kids are only living in their world. As I've gotten older, I start to see where my parents are coming from. But I also think it's because I'm losing, like losing my childish innocence. But <laughs> I just think that like, I tell military kids, be a kid, don't grow up too fast. It's like, I'm going to be graduating next year. And <sighs> that's insane to me because it feels like I blinked and it was like fifth grade. So I think military kids don't grow up too fast. Enjoy it. There's always good. Like I remember in California, I met these two sisters who had 
mice. I hate, this is something about me, I hate rodents. I don't like mice, I don't like rats, I can't stand rabbits, hot take. I don't like rabbits, they look weird. But <laughs> she had mice and turtle and her room always stink. But anyway, <laughs> we were the closest of buds and we had so much good food. I was learning Spanish at her house, but I just couldn't be in that room for an extended amount of time. <laughs> so you just have to learn, you just have to find good people and there are, there are good people. And you also have to realize that friendships, something that I would say is like, there's blessings and there's lessons. There's blessings and there's lessons. Sometimes people come into your life through six months. Learn what you can learn and move on. Sometimes you're blessed with really long, really healthy friendships. Enjoy them. But everything else, let it roll off your back. Stop trying to be perfect, make mistakes, let your hair down, cry, eat good food. That's what Jasmine and I do. Jasmine and I just go find restaurants. <laughs> All we do. <laughs> Like enjoy enjoy your childhood and to parents don't force your kids to grow up before they have to but teach them good manners please and tell them to say ma'am and sir that's my that's my only thing i i like that last that last bit of advice yes i'm a ma'am and sir hey anna anna Anything? Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm from Camp Anna. I know. I'm speaking on behalf of my children. I have been asking them, and then they tell me, and then I. I oh, you okay. You're doing better than me because mine ain't even. He was like, no, no, no. But all of a sudden, they're shy on the camera. But um, she she said, I asked her if she liked being a military kid, and she said she did. But of course, she doesn't know any different, um, other than seeing, I guess, maybe the friends that she has that aren't military kids. But um. I think they get so many experiences of uh, what I always tell them is every time we move, um, even though you're sad about leaving your your friends that you just met, think about the new people that you get to meet that you wouldn't have met otherwise. And as yeah. soon as they meet that person, I'll tell them, I'll say, see, there that person is that you wouldn't have met had we not moved here or here are this experiences that you wouldn't have had had we not moved here. So, yeah. I mean, as that's a so true because I met Sybil in Japan and they had to like drag me kicking and screaming through the airport to get there. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, uh. but I met Sybil. I met a lot of good people in Japan. Um, Robert, like I met a lot of people. So that's true, Anna. That's true. Oh, we yeah. both met Robert. Robert, are you out there tonight? Robert sometimes is live. He's he's watching or he catches the replay. So we're going to shout Robert out. Hey, Robert. <laughs> Um, my advice, yeah, my advice would be live in the moment because even though, you know, sometimes I do talk about how much they've moved, moved me and how they're going to move me now, but, <laughs> but, you know, if I were to just live in one spot, I don't, I, I couldn't do it because you just, you learn, I think you learn a lot more. I think you learn a lot of life lessons earlier than other people because you have to explain be around whole different every, like every type of person mm -hmm. i've been around every single type of hopefully not every type but i've been through some good people some bad people everybody in between but it's just you can always find something good about somewhere you were living 
Yeah. So you just live in the moment, explore your area. And I'm glad I've started to do that before now because I find a lot of cool stuff around here. Because I used to say, Virginia is so boring. And it is. But, you know, <laughs> there are some cool places around here. And you, you just got to get out and explore. Yeah. I ask a question really quickly? Yeah. To Jasmine, I'm just asking to Jasmine because she's a high schooler. If you could redo your past two years in high school as a military stu student, but also kid, what would you do differently? Choose different friends. Oh, well, I mean, the answer I was shooting for, <laughs> I, the answer I was shooting for was um, getting involved in your community earlier. Because oh, yeah. I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago about, um, I think it's really important to get involved with your community. I'm, I'm a Girl Scout, so I've always been involved with my community, but I really recommend not only for your resume, your college applications, community service hours, huge, get them. Um, <laughs> there's tons of different internships and research programs and um, different clubs and activities and experiences that I've gotten because I've moved. Yeah. Like, we moved back to Virginia. Great thing about Virginia and being a Girl Scout, you can shadow a congressman. Bet you didn't know that. Well, now you do. So it's kind of like, I, right, find the different things. In Florida, I went and I went to a manatee zoo. Didn't know it was a thing, but I saw manatees. Manatees, like the, well, you know what I'm talking about. They're weird, but it's like, get involved, find the sun. Okay, Desmond, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> Oh, and when you're in school, do the clubs. Even if the clubs are weird, do the clubs. Because I know our school has like a anime club or K-pop club, something like that. And people are like, you're going to K-pop club? I sure am. We have I, a ping pong club. A ping pong, yes. And I tried to join ping pong, but I couldn't, I couldn't join it. She and, had us watching anime. And I, I was like, but so confused. So that's kind of, she watches it with my husband. Because I'm just like, whoa, wait a minute. Rewind, like I'm, I'm lost the entire time. But, but the I love anime. We watch anime all the time. Like it's our thing. And it's so crazy that we came to Japan. We left, we watch less anime, but I don't know how that is working. I don't know how that happened, but you don't watch anime, Sybil? She doesn't read subtitles. Oh yeah. I never got into it either. See? No. See? <laughs> well, I would like to do a follow-up conversation with our kids because one thing that I would like to dig into a little bit more, um, and I had it in my notes to, to talk about, but we didn't get there, was talking about as a high school student, what it is like for you preparing for college as a military child. Um, college as well as sports because I know with moving into a new school with sports you know you play city league ball people already know you right you're in that town they're going to pick you up but when you are a high school student especially moving into a new school your freshman year or your junior year you know walking out on that field or that court or jumping in that pool, whatever your sport is, that's a whole nother ball game. Um, 
And so I would love to have you guys come back and kind of touch on that a little bit, um, as well as I would love to bring on anyone watching, if you have a military child that is overseas, what does that process look like for them with applying for college? Because it's a little different, especially if they're an athlete, right? They don't have the scouts there seeing them so what does that piece look like so will you come back Erin of course good I'll always talk all right <laughs> all right and we're gonna have Veronica and Dom back too they'll they'll, they'll... we're gonna work on their their chatty off camera <laughs> <laughs> it's all good it's all good so we don't have anything else. We're gonna go ahead and close out for tonight. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure that you share this video out. It will be on our podcast tomorrow. It will be live on the podcast. You can also go over to our YouTube channel, Meal Spouse Conversations, click subscribe. We are on Instagram, go over and follow. Uh, where else we're on Twitter. Uh, we are on LinkedIn as well. Yes, y'all, we holding it down. We ain't playing with y'all. So if you forgot where I said we were, you can go to millspouseconversations.com. Oh, and I almost forgot. Yo, I can't forget this because I would be in trouble by Becca. Oh, Becca Leomi, y'all. Y'all just don't know. Like, I like get my notes together. Um, May, we are launching our first After Dark Talk. Yes! I am so excited about that. We have not released the date yet, but you can go to our website. You can click on that link, After Dark Talk. It is under our monthly membership, but we are also going to be doing one-off. So you can find us on Eventbrite. Oh, that's where you can find us now too. Go ahead and go over to Eventbrite, search for Mill Spouse Conversations and follow us there. So whenever we, we will be putting our, our first and third Thursday talks there as well as our after dark talks. So you can sign up and join in. All of our lives are free, but our after dark talks, they are not free, but it's all good. You know, you won't come on in and talk to us because when we do the after dark talks, you get to sit in the room and talk with us. And they are private. They're not streamed. They're, we, we have some, we have some. We got some real conversations lined up, y'all. We got some real topics. Good Lord, Jesus, y'all. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't ready for us. Y'all ain't ready for us. Y'all are not ready for us. I promise you that. All right, anywho, thank you guys very much. Have a wonderful evening. New spouse conversations. Do do do. Do 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 do.